0: This is gratitude and awe expressed through a single stick of gum. Specifically, I am contemplating a single stick wrapped in foil bent over itself and pinched in a corner that I found just now with a quarter, a nickel, and a penny, and some blue lint, in the pocket of a suit jacket I've not worn in two years, hung at the very margin of my clothing rack, frozen end. I was looking for some pocket money. Uh, I'm a little broke this time of the month. I didn't find any money, but I found this gum that's been waiting for me for this moment, for a year, a year or two of darkness and waiting for whenever I was ready. As I unwrap its foil, I notice the lamination. It's laminated in wax. The question arises, who are the anonymous people that laminate the inside of gum wrappers. Really, who are they? Them that live for this work, unnoticed, unacknowledged. There's so many secret lives and untold stories in this vast and whirling and complex economy of ours. It's 99% invisible to us. And the laminators of the gum wrappers are one such story. Thank you, by the way, for laminating the wrapper. With the wrapper folded back, I see a, a very neat and tidy little machined rectangle. As I unwrap it, it's exposed. And it is an exposure, vulnerable and offering itself to me. As I lean over it and inhale, I get the sharp smell of big red gum. Maybe you know the smell, if you're of a certain age, raised in America, you'll know the smell. I think it's produced in the same factory's fireball, that regrettable cinnamon schnapps. The smell is of sweet and burning cinnamon spice. Some part of its sharpness is to me nostalgia. The sharpness of nostalgia. One strong inhalation, and I'm transported into past scenes and earlier selves. I used to chew big red gum. I had moved on from juicy fruit and from fruit stripe gum when I became a man. <laughs> A funny gesture, that. This gum, out of my blazer pocket, consists of a synthetic gum base, which enfolds sugar, a drop of flavoring, and a drop of dye. The gum base is, in itself, a truly amazing substance quite singular in special in all the world. For it is a non-toxic substance that has the special, special quality that it can be chewed and worked by the teeth, but it can't be broken down. You chew, you chew, and you chew, and you chew, and that activity of eating just goes on and on and on normally it's short 10 or 20 chews that's normally the short process of chewing and breaking down and and swallowing but with this substance it does not progress chewing becomes an infinite loop closed on the first step of eating the teeth Love to work on something, and to chew, and to tear, and to grind at something. And the mouth, it loves to salivate. These are parts of our joy of eating. And what's more, some American genius thought to impregnate the flavorless gum base with flavor and sugar. So that as you chew and grind, you have the flavor of big red or cool mint, and sugar seeping and melting into your saliva. It's really delicious. And now your mouth has a new taste. And now your breath has a new flavor. It's really something. What a weird and wonderful little tool and self-hack it is. Gum. I think of man and his tools. This gum in my hand is an artifact, a human artifact, an object that makes no sense and has no purpose without reference to the human body and the human nervous system and the human mind. There is a closed system of interreference we have with our tools, closed like a symbiosis: man and his tools, man and his bubble gum. You know, though chewing gum, it seems a quintessentially American thing. It's actually a quintessentially human thing, quite universal. In the history of the world, all over the world, humans have discovered it or invented it again and again and again. All peoples, at all times, have discovered and chewed gum. It's kind of like the pyramids. Maybe no less profound. Humans have independently developed gum from dozens of distinct tree resins and saps. That's a natural source. Tree resins and saps. Bowled it up and gnawed it and chewed it for the pleasure of gnawing and chewing. The earliest known gum... Artifact was discovered in Finland and it's 5,000 years old. It's a ward of tricep covered in teeth mark. The classic gum ward. (laughs) And 5,000 years makes it contemporary with the building of the Egyptian pyramids, bubblegum and pyramids. Our all-American tradition of chewing gum actually comes from the Northwestern Indians who chewed spruce sap. The Maya people chewed the chicle, tree sap. The Greeks did chew sap, them of the foundations of Western civilization, but we lost the tradition. But, like all true And useful ideas, it will be discovered again and again. As many times as it is lost, a true and useful idea like gum will be lost and discovered. So that as long as there are humans, they will be chewing gum. They will be chewing gum. They will be chewing gum and salivating for the pleasure of chewing and salivating and its calmly meditative quality it's soothing it's soothing this little stick we're like a cow chewing its cud cow chewing its cud you know i suddenly this is off script but suddenly have the image of a of a cow chewing bubble gum like a black and white Holstein with sunglasses and, and a backwards baseball cap looking like a cool dude. <laughs> blown a bubble. Another obscure memory from my youth. Um, mm, as I was saying, chewing gum is a calming and meditative act. It's really a comforting fidget. One that's not viewed by others as such. Makes it so much more Valuable. We can fidget and get rid of our nervous kinetic energy without seeming to fidget through gum. Americans did first add artificial flavor. Credit us that. And Americans did first add the quality of synthetic elasticity that first made it possible to blow bubbles. Yes, for the first time in history, we could blow bubbles with our gum. Americans invented bubble gum. Do you, remember, do you remember having bubble gum glowing contests as a kid? I was a little shy because I'd often spit out my wad. <laughs> I also like to think that Americans first made chewing gum rude. Chewing gum is a tool, and it is a gesture, a statement, part of our incredibly rich vocabulary of gesture, as a gesture, as an activity. Chewing gum makes you seem a little juvenile if you If I put this stick in my mouth and start to chew it, people will regard me as slightly juvenile and maybe maybe slightly bratty a little rude, chewing, and maybe smacking my lips. And within a very narrow margin, I can use this gum to politely express my disdain for an authority by chewing it. Whenever I want, I can express my disdain for authority by putting this gum in my mouth as they talk and chewing it. Maybe it's because we're mimicking or mocking talk, meaningless talk, jaw, gabble. There are gestures within this gesture of gum. You could hold a whole conversation just by chewing and inflecting your chew and smacking and popping and stopping and chewing fast and then stopping and then, yes, sticking it out on your tongue. It's delightfully teenage. Oh, and there's the gesture. The gesture and the warning to indicate the moment preceding a make-out or an attempt to kiss somebody. Oh, if you're in a situation where you're with somebody and, and things have gone quiet and you're very close and, oh, if I use that gum, then I can indicate... I can sign. Maybe they'll give me a gesture, whether it's a green light or a red light. Uh, and I put the gum in my mouth and kiss a little longer, longer with big red. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I emptied the pocket of my blazer. And found a penny, a nickel, a quarter, some lint, and this gum. I was looking for money. Pocket money. I'm broke this time of month. I am broke, but I'm not powerless. I'm not without devices. It seems maybe a little silly. I feel as though I still have an ace, a chord to play. I have this bubblegum. <laughs>